I've never spoken after seeing that movie. <laughs> so <laughs> somehow I'm speechless. <laughs> but I will try to say something from my heart and, uh, and share what God has taught me through, through the whole situation. And as Leon started in the beginning, it's all about God. You know, because it's like, if this can never happen out of the flesh and blood power, you know, but it's the grace of God. It's only the grace of God. And I believe with all my heart that the grace of God is over everyone. You know, and sometimes you can ask and say, what about other people that they fail in their storms? It has not to do with the unrighteousness of God. He is just and he is right. Every one of us is pressure and are the same before God. So if he has shown grace over my life, he has shown grace over everyone's life. According to the storm and the depth of the valley that we walk. But if one is victorious and the other one not, is only the way we choose to answer the grace. You know, it's not that God has not given the grace. It's then our way of choosing to say yes or no to God's grace. Going through this kind of situation and storms, you can't, you can't go with flesh and blood. It's something behind. It's something much more than you can carry. But you know and you go through them trusting that God is the good father. And one of the stone of the foundations that I've had in my life is always knowing that God is the good father. And no, there was not any time in my life that I have ever doubted. I, I'm scared to touch that kind of area. You know, because it's like I am his creature and he's my father and I know that he's a good father. I've learned in the Bible that he is a good father, that even when things like this happen to us, it's like even when we have situations in our life that are not as we have expected. Because sometimes when we become Christian, and you are lacking this in this country of the world because you know Christianity for many years. In Albania, the oldest church is 25 years old. So when... And sometimes when we become Christians in Albania, we have the idea like all our life will be a field that we will go and pick flowers. <laughs> but it is not like this. You know, it's, it's a wrong expectation that we have. If we read the Bible, if we read the gospel, the gospel does not say like this. It says, take up your cross. If you want to be my disciple, take up your cross and follow me. Not just in the top of the mountain, follow me in the valley. Even if it is deep, follow me with your cross. So it's not always sunny days. They are not always like this. You will have rainy days, snowing days, storm days. But again, the thing is, take up your cross and follow me. And when you have this kind of expectation in your heart, like to walk with Jesus, it does not mean always we will have good days, but it means we will always be victorious because he is the one that will take us through our storms and situations. Before coming here, I was praying God for, for the right message. You know, there is so much in my heart. And it's like, God, what can I show? What, what can I tell them? You know, you have the overflowing of the spirit inside of you and you don't know what to pick. 
And I was praying and it came to me when Jesus, it was in the garden of Gethsemane. You know, and it was like, okay, God, we always expect that things will turn up the way we pray. We pray, God, and I've been praying for five years that the other family will grant forgiveness to Tani. And I was believing that Tani was a good man, and he deserved forgiveness. And he did nothing to deserve death. Nothing. He didn't know even the men that killed him. I didn't know them. So it was just because the crime that his uncle did that he had to pay. And also his uncle, his uncles will betray him as a grandson, as a, as a nephew, because he was a Protestant Christian and they were Catholics. And for them it was like he has betrayed the Catholic church and he has become Protestant, so he's not our nephew. And in the end you come in these situations and you see that he is paying with his life someone that even didn't recognize him as their nephew. And for me, it was like, God, this is not fair. The first moment that when, when I heard that Tani was killed, I found myself in Tani's parents' house. And the first scene I've seen there, it was their uncles were hugging each other and saying, praise God, was not you killed? Because we knew that one of the men has had to pay with his blood. And they were happy that it was not one of them. And when I was watching this, you know, love and hugging and <laughs> happy in a way that they were not the ones to be killed, even though they deserved it, I was like, that was the moment that I was, I was saying, God is not fair. And that was the moment that God protect me from my flesh and blood, protect me from myself. I was afraid of my own self that I will speak crazy things. You know, when we are in this kind of situations, we will take out our true selves. In this kind, in, in our sunny days, we try to be politically correct, religiously correct, socially correct. But when you go through pain, correctness does not have any meaning at all. You know, it's like what you are, you will show. You don't have the power, you don't have even the wisdom to be an actor in your pain because you don't care about the others. You are so much in that pain, like it doesn't mean anything about the others. You know, the, the whole world, it doesn't exist. The pain goes so deep. And in this kind of situations, you, you are just helpless and you leave God to be God. But when you have the, the trust that he's the good father and he knows what he does, then you can, you can go and you can just allow, your, allow God to be God. Not just over your decisions, but in all your ways. One of the things that God has talked to my heart, it was like, when, when I was praying, I said, God, I have the right to take revenge. And God said to me, yes, you have. I said, God, I have the right to be bitter. And God said to me, yes, you have. You have the right to do that. And it is easier to take revenge. Revenge finishes in one day and that's all. But forgiveness is a process of all life. And it's like, it's so better. It's so easy, not better, but it's so easy to take revenge. 
and so difficult to forgive. And for me, it was like, God, I have that right. And God said to me, yes, you have that right. But then there was a challenge inside my heart. It was like, are you going to give me your right? Are you going to surrender your right to be right before me and allowing me to be God in all your ways? And my sisters, we always, we try, like there is an expression that it doesn't matter what is happening to us, but the reaction we, we give through the situations. Because our joy, our peace, our spirit, and God's spirit flows from inside to us toward outside. But sometimes it's so difficult, and it's so difficult just to learn how to react in, this, in, in situations. I, I've learned in, in all this pain, I've learned that we need to learn how to live and not how to react. We need to learn how to rule in life and not how to react in situations that happen to us. And there are three things that I want to mention you that have been so essential in my walking God in these last five years that I've been without Tani. And when we, when I, I want to mention you the, the story of Jesus in the, the Garden of Gethsemane. He was the son of God. And he was praying God that he will take his cup from him. And some people I've heard preaching saying like God did not answer that prayer. But to me it was like God answered that prayer with a no. And sometimes we want God to say only yes or wait. But then we become deaf when he says no. Sometimes we are even showing God how he can answer us. If you don't come through this kind of way, then it's not God. But God is God. He can come in the ways he finds out. And he knows the, you know, the, the trust that we have, that he knows the end from the beginning. He doesn't have human being limitations. He doesn't have any limitations, time limitations, all this. This make, make me, made me to trust him in everything I was going through. Jesus was praying to God. And in, that, in, in Matthew 26, it says like he prayed three times. And to me, it was like, is he praying to convict God to take the cup away? And if you read that when you go home, it says like Jesus said, God, take this cup away from me, but your will be done, not mine. And the first time when he was going through Gethsemane, he took with him Peter, Jacob, and John. And this taught me something, that if he was the son of God, and in the dark times, he needed people with him. Who are we? So I want to encourage you. Make friends when you are in the top of the mountain. And don't be ashamed to ask for help when you are in the valley. Because this is the reason why the church is for. We are for each other. We are not here to finish the race who will be the first. But how many we will carry with us? This will be our reward. How, what is the group that will come from Zion Christian Center to the end? And it will not be the reward for the pastor. It will be the reward for the whole church. The church is not the pastor's church. It's God's kingdom. 
And we are not here to run for ourselves with the higher speed that go there. It's not so important the destination, how much important is the process to the destination. And the behavior we have toward God and the principle of ruling in life. Not surviving, but ruling in life. And when Jesus did this and took his friends with him, his best friends with him, how much we need that. So please, prepare yourself. I'm not prophesying over your life that you will have troubles, but I know that you will. Because this is the world we live. So prepare people around you or be a friend to people around you. That when you go through the valley, they go through the valley, you learn something even from their lives. And then when you go through the valley, then you will have other people that will help you go through. Jesus went there and Jesus was praying. And in the beginning, he said to the disciples, sit here and pray with me. Because he said, I'm suffering and I'm having pain to death. So his pain was so deep. And the only place he could go to just to flow out the pain was God's presence. And he said, pray with me. Did Jesus need to pray? Yes, because he was 100% man. And he surrendered his, himself to be a man. So he needed to pray. And he showed us a way to pray in the midst of the pain. So he said, this is the pain. And he shared that with his friends. This is the pain I'm having. It's so heavy. It's almost like death. Stay with me and pray with me. And okay, I'm not talking now about his friends, <laughs> Peter, Jacob, and John, what they did. This can be another thing. But then the second time, Jesus said to them, pray. Because he says, the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Even Jesus' flesh and blood was weak to endure the cross, but his spirit wanted that. And this was one of the reasons that he went before God to get strength three times, not to convict God to change his mind, but to make himself ready until the point that he will say, your will be done. Your will be done, not mine. And then after, after he spoke about the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. The last thing that he said to the, his disciples after the third pr prayer, he said then, rise up and let's go. So he came to the point of obeying God in the midst of the pain. Rise up and let's go because the sinners and the betrayer is here. He was ready to go. He was ready to obey and there will be times in your life that you will not understand what is happening to you. There will be times in your life that it will be so difficult and not the way you expect it to be. There will be times that you will be disappointed from God and say, God, I wanted this, but you answered this. You answered with a no. If he did with Jesus Christ, for our best, he will do with us too. But it's for our best. And what did Jesus do? He obeyed. Even that the, the cross was so heavy, the pain was so heavy, but through the prayer, he's, he has strengthened his body to say, let us go. This is the time to go in the cross. 
And you know, he went to the cross. And one of the principles I want to say to you how to rule in life is obey even when you don't understand. Sometimes life is so short to find out why these things happening. And you lose all the time wandering around why this and why that and why this. You know, one of the most difficult things after Tani went to be with the Lord was me facing my kids. They didn't know for five days that their father was killed. They were in the capital and they were coming home. They knew nothing. When they came home, I said, Gabriel and Sarah, sit down. I want to talk to you. And then I started to speak to, to them and saying, do you know how old Jesus went to the cross? And Gabriel would say to me, oh, mom, don't preach now because I miss home. I want just to see. He was thinking I was teaching him the Bible. <laughs> and then he was coming around and I said, please come and sit. And my house was full with people. My family, Tani's family, just to show Gabriel that we are not alone. In this garden of Gethsemane, we have people around us. And when he sat down, I asked him, how old, do you know how old Jesus went? And he said, 33. And I said, Gabriel, daddy has gone on a long journey and he's not in England. Because this would be the longest journey we had ever. And he turned to me and he said, don't tell me that daddy has gone to be with the Lord. He knew it. And I said, yes, he has gone. And he started to cry and he got his Bible. We had a verse into our lives and we were praying every evening. We were praying God through Genesis 28, 15. And it is a word that God says to Jacob, I will protect you wherever you go. But I will bring you back to fulfill the calling I have for you. So for us, the first part of the verse was great. God is going to protect us wherever we go out. But I will bring you in to fulfill the calling I have for you. So we didn't get, the, I didn't get the second part. And Gabriel will take the Bible and come to me and said, Mom, look here. God says he will protect us wherever we go. Why he didn't protect my daddy? And I started to say, Gabriel, if daddy's uncle will be killed, if this man will be killed. And I, remi I reminded him there were 24 men that were present in the house from Tani's family for five years. The moment Tani was killed, 24 other people were free at that time because the blood was paid with blood. And I was mentioning to Gabriel, what about this and this and this? All the tribe male said, I don't care if they go in hell. I want my daddy. And then he said, what about Uncle Pauline? Tani's brother, he's part of the church. He said, he's saved. He has got just one kid. We are two children without a daddy. What about him? Why they didn't kill him but kill the daddy? And then I said, Gabriel, I don't know. I don't know one day we will be face to face with Jesus and we will ask him why. But for the moment, we will have Jesus as our answer. I don't know. So he's like, we need to obey even when we don't understand. And it's okay to say, I don't know, but I'm just obeying. I don't know what I'm facing, but I'm just obeying. And then the second thing I want to, I've learned to rule in life is love. When we were in blood feud for four years, we were trying to find out the keys how to be forgiven. 
and try every Bible verse like a formula. If we do this, maybe we will have that. Maybe, and we found we we tried every way to take forgiveness from the other family, and the last thing it was like maybe, if we come to the point that we love our enemies, maybe then God is going to forgive us and we will be free. So. We sent some people up in the mountain when the family of the first killed person was. And they went there, visited them. They were respecting the the killed man in the grave with flowers and all this. And then they came down in our house and they brought us a photo of mom and dad of the person that killed, that Tani's uncle killed. And his brother killed Tani then. And when they brought down this picture, we put that in, the, in our laptop. And every day we were watching at them and we were praying. Because we wanted to come to the point that we would love them. But even this was not the way. Loving conditionally. Loving because we needed something else. Loving just because we were trying other ways. But to love as Jesus loved You know, and the Bible says he endured the cross for us. And it was because of his love we are here today. And for the people that are here for the first time, there is an Albanian girl that is here for the first time. And if there is anyone else that is struggling in belief, he's like, his love for us is great. In John 3, 16, it says, God so much loved the world that he gave Jesus. And for me, the cross is the symbol of not just suffering, but love. And love always costs. It doesn't come for free. It doesn't come just naturally. Especially when it comes to love your enemies or your neighbors or people that have hurted you, disappointed you. It costs. It costs your feelings, your surrendering, your, your whole human beings. It costs to love. But there is an expression that love always wins. Always. Paul says that I'm going to show you a higher way. And this is love. To love. And Jesus did this. He went to the cross. In Hebrews 12, it says like he ran his race with joy. For what he saw in front of him. He saw me and he saw you. And he ran his race because he loved us, every one of us. To love, even when we don't have power to love, is also obeying. This is a way of ruling in our lives. And the third thing is forgiveness. You know, for me, it's like the greatest message you will give in the world will be when you are in the middle of the pain. I've learned that the pain gives you a megaphone. This is a luxury of the pain because it gives you a megaphone and you will scream to the world what you are inside of you. You know, Jesus' greatest and stronger message was from the cross. Before saying it is finished, he said, forgive them, Father, because they don't know what they are doing. Right there in the middle of the pain, not after going and healing up himself and all this, but 
in the middle of the pain, he had a megaphone from the cross, screaming out love to the world. And you will have the same luxury. If you are in the pain, you will have a megaphone and you will scream the world, the greatest message that is about your life. And I want to say that forgiveness, for me, it has been the medicine to get healed. You know, if love wins always in all the ways, forgiveness is like the medicine that will heal your soul. It's not easy. It's not easy. I said in the beginning, it's easier to take revenge. It's not easy to forgive. But Jesus did. And he gave us the power to do it. He went in the cross and he said, all the power in heaven and earth and under earth is given to him. And he said, I'm giving this to you. You have the power even to forgive. Do you know that? You have the power to forgive. You have the power to go in the other side. For Jesus going in the other side, it was going in death. He went there for us. And one of the greatest things for me about the grave is like he didn't came out of the grave just to save himself from death, but he conquered the grave for me and for you. He conquered the grave and death has not power. So if we rule in life forgiving, And sometimes you'll say like, oh, it's so difficult because they have done this and this. It's nothing about them. It's about you. It's nothing about what happens to you. It's about what is inside of you. The way how you live. The way how you rule in life. It's it's nothing about things around. There will be so many things around. The thing is how you are going to live, not to react. Reaction is something, an an easy way of living. Just react, react, react. But you will be tired of reactions. And then you will act your true self when you will be in, in, in high difficulties. But if you learn how to rule in life and you have this principle as the foundation of your life, you'll be victorious because it is a promise. The one who obey God, they will go from glory to glory, from victory to victory, and we are called to be this. The church of God is called to be like this. We have an identity in Jesus Christ, and we are the justice of God in this earth. So Jesus did that, and he showed an example in us how we can do it. With his power and his grace, is all about him. I could never do that without God. And without saying, God, you are the boss. You are in charge. I'm just obeying. And you know, the worst thing in this kind of situation is the lack of hope and the lack for the future. It's like talking about future in the pain is, is like a Chinese world. And war for us as Albanian, we, we consider the Chinese language the most difficult language. I don't know if it is like this, but we have this expression, like, it seems like China is so difficult. And this is the thing, is like, living your life 
and showing your own self in this kind of situations, you will show yourself what you have worked through and lived through. There is a verse in the Bible, there is so many times mentioned in the Psalms, and it says, I will sing his praise in the morning, and I will remember his faithfulness in the evening. This means like I'll sing when God is there in the light, in the morning. But what is about remembering? Remembering is like you don't see anymore God. Remembering the faithfulness, it means like what he was in the morning, he will be in the evening too, even if I'm not seeing that. I'll remember his faithfulness because I know that in the morning I saw him. And I know that he is the good father. In the spring and in the summer, he was there with me. He was pleasing me. He was enjoying over me with songs of salvation. He paid for me. I know that. But when the evening comes, then I will remember that he is faithful. That the same way that he was in the summer and in the spring, he will be in my winter. He will be in my cloud. It was one day while I was grieving and I was asking God, God, when is this winter going to finish? You know, I was grieving and I, I just wanted to get out. It was so dark. And God reminded me one thing, two things, in fact. One of the things was like, the sun is always shining even if you not see that. And when you go and fly on the planes, you see that when you go up, the sun is there. But down is like cloudy, is gray, is dark. But I know that over the cloud, the sun is shining. And if I will obey, if I will persist, if I will stay there, God will make the cloud to come off and the sun will be there again. But when we are faithful, when we are faithful to our good, good Father, and you know, there is a promise in the Bible that God says, I'll never, ever, ever allow you to have more than you can carry. And if you will say, if this that has happened to you would happen to me, I can never make it. I can say, you, oh, you can. You can, because God will never allow. I'm a mom, and I will never allow my kid to have a 50 kilos sack of flour or cement or something because I know that this will break him down. I'll never. Even if he wants that, I said, no, no way. Even if he dares to carry that, I said, no. And if I'm a mom, what about the father, the good, good father? He will never, ever, ever allow something that you cannot carry to be on your back and your shoulders. All this was in Jesus' shoulders. All the heaviness was in Jesus' shoulders. And everything you have in your shoulders and in your life, you are privileged because you can carry that. God is trusting you with that that you are going through because you can carry and you can go to the other side if you receive his grace. When I was praying God, like, God, take this away. There was one morning that God said to me, Elona, what you are going through, this is luxury. I said, oh, 
where is the luxury here? I, I don't have much more strength to cry. I don't have more tears. I, it's so deep. The pain is so deep. And God spoke to me and says, because of the pain is so deep, if you have experienced me before with a small cup, my spirit with a small cup, the pain has whitened up your cup, and my spirit is overflowing. You are a bigger cup now, and you can carry me more. It's like, oh, you know, it's like, yes, God, I can go through this. Yes, you know, when is your time? Let it be finished in your time when I'm getting bigger enough to carry your, your presence. And it's like when we don't go in this kind of things, God will never use us outside of there because it's all theory. And speaking in theory, the world is full of that. They want to see Jesus. Jesus lived in our lives not by words, but with the whole experience. But the world, we see, because sometimes we can go through the pain and we will not allow God to use us with what we have gone through to help others. You know, for me, it was a challenge when God said to me, do this and this, you, have, you will become a leader of the church. And I said, God, no, I don't believe in women in leadership. <laughs> it's not me. And if people will ask me, will, will call me like Pastor Elona, I said, don't kid with me. Don't joke with me. You know, it was like they were joking because I didn't believe it in myself. But I said, this is what you are going to do. And I said, okay, God, I'm going to call myself like just an administrator in the church, arranging things out. And God said to me, call yourself whatever you want. You just do <laughs> what you are doing. It's like, it's all my world is upside down. But I have to obey because I know that this is the best way to rule in life, to obey, to love, and forgive. And the last thing I want to say is, God knows the right time when the winter will go away. Sometimes we say, God, is this the time? But sometimes our time is not God's time. Sometimes we think like, God, you are getting late. But he knows. He knows when is the right time. And I want to, to share with you a story that I've read. There was a lady that she went to a place when they make gold. And there was a, this goldsmith, the gold man, that he was cleaning gold, refining gold. And she asked about a ring, and he said, no, no, I'm sorry. I can't serve you because I'm, I'm refining gold. And she said, why? You can't leave it there and come. And he said, I need to make sure that the fire is the right one. It's not very weak. It's not very strong. Because if it is weak, the, the dirty will be in there. If it's, it is very strong, the elements will be destroyed. So I need to make sure that it is the right fire. And the woman asked him and said, when do you know the time that the gold is refined? And he said, the moment that my face is reflecting on the gold that I'm refining, that is the moment to take the gold out. And it spoke to me so much about God. The moment that his mercy, his love, his forgiveness, his character, his Jesus will be reflected over your life, God says, they are ready now to go with this reflection in the world. The world needs people that are like Jesus. 
active, living believers. Not just having Jesus as the Son of God, but having also the cross. Sometimes we take the gospel so easily and we speak about all the prosperity and the good things of the gospel, but it's not only that part, there are other parts. But it is, everything is for our best. It's for our best. And I want to challenge you. I know that there are people here that are sounded from the past. And you are like slaves of the past. And you are finding so many reasons to tell why you will not leave the past. Because there are so many things that has happened to you. But I want to tell you that the past is not a reality. It's something that has gone. The future is not a reality. It's something that is coming. The present is a reality. So the best thing to do is take your lessons from the past. Leave it them, leave them in now if you want to change the future. Don't leave in the past or in the future. This is just an imaginary reality. The present, the now, today is the day of salvation. Today. So I, I want to ask you if you have in your heart things that God has been showing to you and it has been so difficult to obey. Sometimes you try to convict yourself like maybe this is not God, but you know that it's God. I want to ask you today to take a decision that today is the day to obey. Oh, it's difficult. Yes, okay. But it's the only way to rule. Today is the day to obey. And I feel so strong in my, in my heart that there are people in this place that have issue of unforgiveness. Not just with other people, but also forgiving yourself. You find it difficult with the decision you have done in, in your past, even to let it go and to forgive yourself. You know, even forgiving yourself is the same as forgiving others. Sometimes we, we take it difficult and see it only outside, but even forgiving yourself is included in that what Jesus said, the, the, in the measure that you will forgive, you will be forgiving. So this measure is even yourself, not the outsider, it's even yourself. The measure you are going to forgive yourself, this measure you will be forgiven from the Father. So if you have something in your heart with unforgiveness, even that it is difficult, today you take the decision, the present, the present is the reality. Today is the day of salvation. Today you take a decision. And you know, for me, there have been days that I wanted just to kill someone. You would be like, are you crazy? Yes. I've had difficulties to forgive the mom of the guy that killed my husband because she was always encouraging her son to take revenge. I couldn't understand. So this was the most difficult part of me, forgiving a mother, a woman. And he's like, hey, we as women, we are called to give lives, not to take lives. 
we are the human beings factory used by God to bring lives in this earth and how can you encourage your son and you will know that after he will take revenge he will be in prison you will lose even your son how can you go through that and I couldn't understand that but there have been times that I have wanted to do that because flesh and blood is weak even that the spirit is wanting so it has to be a covenant with God. God, I choose to forgive. And when you will have days that you don't want and you don't feel forgiving, it doesn't matter what you feel. This is the reality. You have done a covenant with your God, with your good, good Father, that you are going to forgive. You are going to love. You are going to obey. And when you do the covenant, you just, every day, you renew the covenant. You say, yes, God, I know. I know I've said to you, I'm starting to forgive. I want to forgive. It's a whole life process. I want to tell you this, that you will not have the expectation that, oh, Elona said this, why is it not happening? It's a whole life process until we go face to face with Jesus. But it is the best way. It is the medicine that will heal your soul. And I want to pray if there is someone here that is in this kind of situation that is so difficult for you to forgive and to obey God. Well, we will have some music. And I want to ask you as a sign of obedience to just stand where you are. The person that have difficulties. And you know, don't, don't feel bad about what are the others are saying. Every one of us. We are not perfect. He is perfect. Oh, I have so many weaknesses and I don't, I'm not waiting that anyone will be perfect. I'm not. So if you are in this place, if you are having difficulties with forgiving others or forgiving yourself or obeying a word that you have listened and you know that this is God, I want you as a sign of obedience to God just to stand where you are and we'll pray God together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you that you are in this place. Thank you for what you have done in your cross for us. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for taking us from darkness to light. Thank you for making us your own children. Thank you, Lord. God, I want to pray for all my sisters. I want to pray that your Holy Spirit will be afresh upon them now. I pray that your presence will fill them with joy. And God, I know that when you speak us through a, a word or through your Bible, your word, God, we will be facing situations 
when you will test if we have learned the lesson or not. God, I know that all this obeying, loving, and forgiving, they are not easy. They are not easy to practice, to apply, and to live in our lives. But we ask now for the strength and for the boldness and for the power that comes through your Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come afresh upon us. Give us power behind any measure. Widen our cup, Lord, that we will experience you in new ways. Come, Holy Spirit. And God, we know that the Spirit will explore the depth of God and also our spirit is we want to surrender it before you God you know everything about our lives you know our challenges you know everything God we want you to show us up what are the dark areas in our lives that we need to bring the light of Jesus in that? Show us, Lord, through your Holy Spirit now. I want to pray for my sister that has stood up. I want to pray, Lord, for strength and courage to be the person that he's called to be. A daughter of the Most High God. Thank you, Lord, that you will give her power to forgive and to obey. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is speaking to me and saying that there are people in this place that are wondering where God is in the situations they are in. There are people in this place that are wondering what is all this storm about? Where is God? God is saying to you now, I am in your boat. with you and I'm going to take you in the other side I know what I'm doing God is saying I know what I'm doing I am with you in your boat to bind now every voice of accusation 
every spirit of darkness that will come to take people down and to accuse and to fight against the identity each one of us has in Jesus Christ I want to bind that spirit and I want to speak the power of the Holy Spirit I want to make our he ears deaf to the voice of devil and our ears open to the Spirit of God to listen what God has for us and to see what God has for us Lord I pray that our eyes will be fixed on Jesus we will not see the waves we will not see the storm we will be fixed on Jesus Thank you, Jesus. We pray, God. We pray in Jesus' name.